Hi, and welcome to Traditional Medicine Podcast. I'm your host, Carl Levick. In today's episode, we're going to be talking about power. What exactly is power? Well, Amazonian and high-ending Kiro healers believe that power is the ability to hold space for good things to happen. And guess what? The path to power or the path to enlightenment is very similar across all kinds of different traditions and religions, such as Christianity and Buddhism. So in today's episode, we're comparing some notes and we're getting to the bottom of what exactly power means. If this is the first time that you're tuning into this podcast, let me tell you a little bit about what you can expect to hear. Here we talk all things Amazonian and high Andean healing traditions of Peru. For over nine years, I've been volunteering for various healers, but for more than half of that time, I have spent it with Amazonian and high Andean Kiro healers of Peru. This podcast is all about me distilling all of that knowledge, all of that experience so that you can feel closer to these traditions. And as always, if you're looking for authentic, traditional, indigenous healing, but don't know where to look, check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com. We work on a very special project with the Kiro community to connect their world-renowned healers with the people who need them. So check out our website, traditionalmedicinemiami.com. And if there's anything we could do to help you, go ahead and send us a message. We'll be happy to connect you. All right, so let's get started on today's episode regarding power. What exactly is power? Power is the ability to hold space for good things to happen. As an Amazonian healer or a high Andean Kiro healer, you want a lot of power as a healer. Why? Because you're going to be going into very difficult energetic and spiritual situations to help people. You are running into that storm and you are bringing the umbrella and you are holding space for good things to happen. So in order for you to be able to do that, you're going to have to have a lot of power. The way that healers build this power is by weeding out anything that can get in the way of them being able to channel divine grace or holding space for good things to happen. So again, they want to root out or they want to heal or they want to grow beyond anything that can get in the way of them being able to hold space for good things to happen. Now, the way that they were able to do this, the way that they're able to effectively help themselves and the people around them is by partnering up with very sacred beings, very wise beings here on earth which includes Mother Earth, which includes the sacred mountains, the sacred plants in the Amazon, all of these sacred beings here that are our family, that are much more powerful and much wiser than we are. Imagine how much power Mother Earth has. She has been holding space for good things to happen even before humans came into the picture. And she made this kind of alliance with the divine. And she said, I'm going to co-create this with you. I am going to give them all of the materials that they need to manifest into this world. And I'm going to give them all the nutrients that they need, all the water that they need. I'm going to ensure that they receive all the energy that they need, all the love that they need. I will take care of them. So I will be with you on this project that you have. In a nutshell, what is power? It is kindness. It is compassion. It is virtue. It is your ability to hold these things in place, even when it is not easy to do so. This is going to determine the level of power that you have. Now, before we continue, I just want to let you know there are a few episodes I would recommend you checking out that might help you continue to understand what power is to traditional indigenous healers. If you check out episode 27, part two of Introduction to the Amazonian Healing Discipline, you'll hear about how Amazonian healers build power. Also in that episode, you're going to hear about the Amazonian healers' path to power and how they go about refining their character, their spiritual essence, their energetics with the help of sacred plants so that they are able to deliver very powerful medicine, very powerful healing for people that need it. 
Also, I recommend you check out episode seven, What is the Kiro Tradition All About? In that episode, we also talk about their path to power, which is very similar to the Amazonian healer, except that they are helped by sacred mountains and by Mother Earth to achieve power. Also in that episode, we talk about how the Kiro cultivate power, cultivate good energy for their community by socially engineering an environment that produces power, that is very much in line with compassion, with sharing, with equality, and so on and so forth. So how does one go about achieving power? Now we're going to talk about first the individual journey to power, and then we're going to be talking about how communities can gain power. If you're an individual seeking power, you're in luck because that journey has already been paid for you and many people have already written about it. You can hear about it with the Mahayana Buddhist tradition. You can hear about it in the Christian tradition. You can hear about it with the Amazonian healers. You can hear about it with the high Andean Kiro traditions and many, many other types of traditions and religions. Now, what's really cool about what everyone has to say about the path to power or the path to enlightenment is that even though they're in different continents, even though they're speaking in different languages, even though they're in different cultures, they are somehow saying the same thing. So they are tapping into the same truth, which is telling us you need radical compassion to be on this path to great power. You have to be in service to humanity, to the divine, to be on this path of great power. You have to be able to root out all of the things that get in the way of loving your neighbor, of being in connection with your community, of being in connection to God so that you may serve as a sweet medicine and not a bitter medicine to the world. So what does the journey to great power look like? Well, the path to power is certainly going to be challenging because it's meant to help you blossom into this power, into this very refined spirit or energy. So you're going to have to be able to correctly solve a lot of these problems, uh, correctly deal with a lot of these challenges so you can allow these efforts to transform you, to refine you energetically, spiritually, in your character. You want to earn your merit. You want to earn your keep. You want to earn this power. The good thing about the path to power is that you're going to get a job offer at the end of it. And it's going to be one of service. You're going to be of service to Mother Earth, to the divine, to humanity, to all the living beings that are here, because you can't access this power without having these kinds of intentions. You cannot access true power without having this kind of heart, because it is the key that unlocks the powers that are there in these stages of reality. To get closer to the divine, to get closer to true power, you have to be refined in this way. And part of refinement is being of service to other people. Let's talk about the path to power that Jesus had to undertake. Jesus had a love for the divine, a love for God, a love for humanity, a love for this world, and wanted to do everything in their power to serve God by serving humanity, serving this world. And Jesus also wanted to be reunited with the divine. And at the end of their journey, after they finished their path to power, they were able to do that. Before Jesus was born and when he was born, a lot of people didn't know about him. Only his parents knew his power and the wise 
men or the wisdom keepers of that time. They could see the star in the sky, they could read the heavens, and they knew that something very important had happened, that this very important person of power had been born into this world and would make a very big difference. Now, Jesus never had a lot of money. He didn't come from a lot of money. He was an immigrant at the time when he was born. And as soon as he began to have ambition, and he was a very ambitious man, he had ambitions of lessening the suffering on earth. He wanted power, a lot of power, but he wanted all of that power so that he can take it, multiply it, and give it back give it back to the divine, give it back to the world. And he wanted all of that power so that he could be closer to God, so that he could understand these teachings, so that he can pass on that power to other people that could not reach it. And Jesus had to go through various tests to get his power. He was even tested in the desert by the devil. He was tempted and he went there on purpose. to pass this test. He was also baptized. He went through different kinds of uh, initiations of this sort and rites of this sort. And eventually Jesus had to go through the ultimate test, right? He had to be crucified in this story. He had to be uh, betrayed in this story. And when he was on the cross, instead of cursing people out, instead of being angry, he prayed for them and asked God, to forgive them. He said, God, please forgive them. They don't know what they're doing. It was then after his death, not because he had died, but because he had passed this test, he had been able to hold this kind of power and it transformed him into who he is today. And he had asked prior to God, is this really necessary? And God said, yes, it is very necessary. So he needed that in order to transform himself into who he needed to become. Imagine having that kind of power, that level of ability to hold space for good things to happen, even when you're being crucified, even when you're poorly treated, even when you have been betrayed by people that were supposed to care about you, and you are still managing to pray for them and ask God to forgive them because they don't know what they're doing. Another important thing to understand about Jesus' story and the story of power and the path to power is that even though Christians believed that Jesus was the most powerful person that was ever alive on this planet, even though Jesus had already performed miracles and had already proven his power many times, he never once said, all right, everybody, you need to go and get me a lot of gold because I need to sit on a golden throne, or hey, go get me some sort of golden crown, or hey, build me uh, a billion dollar cathedral because I want you to mimic heavenly realms here on earth because hello, you can't have me living in barns. I mean, I am the son of God after all. Jesus never wanted a financial difference between each other. He never even wanted a spiritual difference or energetic difference between us. He wanted everyone to have the same amount of power. But when he came across people that had a lot of wealth, he said, wow, what a shame. Why don't you just give it away and follow me? We can, we can go on this path to power together. And he also told people, come on, follow me. I am not the only one that should be having this kind of power. You can follow too. All you have to do is do the work. He never asked for offerings. He never asked for anybody to pray or bow to him or carry a picture around their neck of them. Never, never did he do that. He never did that. And we're talking about the most powerful man that ever lived in the Christian religion. 
So how does modern society view power? If you look at any magazine, newspaper, down any social media feed, you'll know what society, what modern society believes power to be. Power is being able to secure a leadership position in government. Power is money. Power is influence. Power is followers. Power is degrees, intellectual achievements that are valued by certain people. Power is being able to travel or looking good or shopping or knowing about a cool musician or things like this. This is what people think power is. And even though these ideas of powers really hurt society because they tend to encourage people to hoard wealth, for example, they tend to encourage people to discriminate not only against others, but themselves. It's not great. And people that hoard money, for example, people that have a lot, a lot of money, well, it's not good for them either. It's not good for society. It's not good for them. And we know this to be true, not only from wisdom keepers, but from epidemiologists or health experts to study large populations. There's a book called The Spirit Level with uh, Richard Wilkinson and Kate Pickett that talks about how large levels of income inequality for societies and developed countries means that they're going to have poor social and health outcomes. That means higher levels of depression, suicidal ideation, addiction, all kinds of different illnesses, all kinds of different social problems. And this doesn't only affect the community around this very wealthy person, but it also affects the health of that wealthy person too. Our idea of power in modern society couldn't be further from what power truly is. And we're going to be talking about why wisdom keepers from all over the world have really all said the same thing, have really come and conclusively said, power is compassion, radical compassion. Power is holding space for good things to happen. Power is being of service. We're going to find out why they're saying this stuff. Why are they saying that this is what power is? We're going to talk about that in the next episode. But just to recap on today's episode, power is holding space for good things to happen. And in order to achieve power, you really have to embark on this selfless path to acquiring power, which is going to mean that you're going to have to look at every aspect of who you are and root out things that are getting in the way of you being able to be of service, to be able to channel and be able to access very strong power. We talked a little bit about the differences between how wisdom keepers see power and how modern society sees power and how our perception of power is really, really off. And of course, in the next episode, we're going to continue our conversation regarding power. So that is the end of today's episode. I hope you walked away with something new to consider. If you're on Instagram, go ahead and check us out. We're at Traditional Medicine Miami. Go ahead and follow us. We want to see what your cat is up to. We want to see what you did this weekend. We want to make some new friends. Go ahead and say hi to us. Also check out traditionalmedicinemiami.com and see some of our plans. If there's anything that we can do, feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to help in any way that we can. Again, thank you so much for hanging out with me. I hope you're having a beautiful day or night, wherever you may be, and that this week treats you beautifully. And I look forward to hanging out again with you soon.